Have you ever been just waiting? Waiting for Christmas to get here, waiting for your best friend to arrive, waiting for a package in the mail. Wait a minute. There's some relevance there. Waiting for a package in the mail. So, hello, it's Jim Conley, Succeeding AP Podcast. Glad to be back here on the airwaves with you guys today. And you're probably wondering why I'm ranting on about waiting. Well, I've been waiting for this episode for a long time. The recording device that we use to record our conversations at the Human Anatomy and Physiology Society Conference in May has been lost, and it's been shipped all around the world, actually. Uh, it's been to Orlando, Columbus, New York, and then parts unknown. But now we recently recovered it, so I'm glad now that it's back in the fold, because now we can share with all of you these conversations that we had, at least some of them. Uh, We'll be releasing some later uh, throughout this fall, but we're going to take a couple really cool conversations that I think will be relevant for this stage in a term. I think they're very exciting, and uh, hopefully we don't ever lose this recorder again, because it was very stressful every day wondering where it was. But without further ado, let's hear from some of our awesome rock star colleagues out in the AP world about why they love teaching A&P and some of the great things that they're doing. All right, so live from the HAPS booth here, I'm with Terry Martin, one of the founding fathers of HAPS, right? You were at the first HAPS meeting? First one in 1987 and dropped off the program to the HAPS coordinator today, so they've got a copy of that, some of the history of HAPS. Boy, you know what's great, Terry, is how has HAPS changed over the years? It's amazing, isn't it? Oh, goodness. Well, we started out you know, at the grassroots. Uh, I mean, I guess some of us were pioneers in 1987 and just came up with the concept. And as a result of that, I remember sitting around at a lunch table with some of the people that attended this at Triton College in Illinois. And as, as a result of that, we're just brainstorming at a lunch table. And a Paul Holmgren came, there were some people from out of state. It wasn't just uh, northern Illinois and southern Wisconsin. Uh, This was a pretty good-sized group that was organized by Bob Anthony. And uh, back in the days when you didn't have the technology to try to get a hold of people, if you can imagine. You know, personal phone calls, uh, letters, things like that of communication. But Paul Holmgren had the, this went over so well that we can't let this, we need to have another one. And so that was in, uh, in the summer, and then in the fall, Paul Holmgren came up with the anatomy and physiologist uh, type of concept uh, at the, to keep this thing going, uh, and th- we need to continue. Yeah. And as a result of that, it did. We had the second one also at Triton College uh, that next year, and boy, that went over also so well, including Cadaver. Uh, on-hands experience, which was early days of cadaver on-hand experience other than like at medical schools and chiropractic colleges. So there was certainly a movement taking place that way also. Awesome. Uh, It's really cool. And look what we have now. Oh, you know, and huge numbers that come to this. Uh, International uh, people come from all over the country and so many conferences that we've had. It's been just wonderful. Yeah, it's really neat. And I think back to, like, even Colin Wheatley. We've talked about Colin for a long time. Just all the history that McGraw-Hill has had with HAPS, and it certainly extends through our authorship. It's really amazing. So thanks for everything that you've done for HAPS and beyond. But I wanted to get you on the show here. We're going to talk about something fun. And you and I had this brief conversation yesterday, and you heard some of 
the professors that came by the booth yesterday, we had this talk about terminology, how terminology is really important, difficult in the course. I was curious to hear your perspective and what you were talking about yesterday. Well, the, the terminology, uh, uh, in, in some cases, it's pretty obvious. Uh, you know, are you going to call it the clavicle or a collarbone? Well, something like that. It's pretty basic. You probably use the anatomical term. Uh, but there's also the pronunciation issue that accompanies a lot of times terminology. Not only anatomical structures, but some of the things in anatomical structures are that would be acceptable. Not just some really old general common name. Uh, do you call it uterine tubes? Do you call them oviducts? Or do you call them fallopian tubes? These are all utilized across as anatomical terms. Similarly, do you call it a hip bone? To some, it feels more like common name, but that is a very acceptable technical term. Or do you call it the coxal bone? Or do you call it the pelvic bone? Or do you call it the anominate bone? These are all anatomical terms that a certain instructor very likely might be using in your classrooms of anatomy and physiology. In the case of the heart, there's four valves, but one of those valves is so goes by four or three different names. Uh, do you call it the mitral valve? Do you call it the bicuspid valve? Or do you call it the left atrial ventricular valve, or maybe for short, the left AV valve? Those are some examples of terminology. Pronunciations become somewhat of an issue for some people, too. Do you call it dissection or dissection? Do you call it posterior or posterior? Do you call it duodenum or duodenum? Whatever your instructor is using in the classroom is probably what you're going to be accustomed with, and that's what you'll be utilizing in that particular classroom. But down the road, you very likely might run into other ways or terms that are used or pronunciations. The message I always told my students, but when you get out in the workplace and you're in the field that you're highly trained in, in anatomy and physiology, what term should you use, how you should pronounce a term, whoever signs your paycheck, that's the one that I would suggest you use. Yeah, that's a great bit of advice. Whoever signs the paycheck is who you need to really follow, right? And I remember, uh, and I don't know if you were in his workshop, but Ken Saladin used to do that uh, banana, banana, tomato, tomato. He did, and that was so fun. I think if I'm remembering, I was at one of those, or I think he's done it a couple times. We use clickers, and that was so fun. It because here are A and P instructors, and you had a choice of which using, because sometimes it's which dictionary you use, oh, or yeah. which version of a dictionary do you use, and using clickers, it was really fun. Oh, yeah. How so many of us in the classroom use one way or the other. And it's amazing, and, Terry. So when I was at that, so I worked with Ken, and, and we did the clicker aspect, and by the way, Ken, if you're listening, it's great, great to have you do that way. I can't wait for you to do that again. But we were doing the clickers, and I remember real well, uh, the terms I remember were acetylcholine esterase. That was one where no consensus. And you could see people were kind of fighting in the room. Like, I don't know, say it a certain way. 
And then they were surprised that other people you know, said it differently. And then Ken would flash up all the, the common references. So T.A., Stedman's Tabor, he had anatomy and physiology revealed in some cases, but not all the quote-unquote sources would agree on what the common pronunciation was. And so he had, uh, Duodenum was another one that I remember. Then there was another one that was a little bit controversial where he actually had an image, and it was uh, a female body part, I won't say it on the show, but uh, he did that, and I was like, oh my goodness, this room is going to go crazy. And of course, <laughs> I remember real well, it was Phil Brother from uh, San Diego had a very interesting comment when uh, Ken got to that piece, but isn't it fun with terminology? It sure is. And I think that's the other thing. So if you're going to take some advice from this or a bit of learning... Whoever signs your paycheck, just pronounce it that way. There you go. I and uh, just have fun. And, and Terry, I want to thank you for coming by the show today. And uh, also appreciate all the HAPS listeners out there. We're having an excellent conference. And uh, just really appreciate every one of you that uh, teaches anatomy and physiology. Thank you very much. Yeah, Terry, have a good day. Bye. Well, we are broadcasting live here from HAPS 2018. I'm here with the one and the only, my partner in crime, Christine Relahan. Christine, Welcome to the show. Thanks, Jim. Happy to be here. I know you are. I love that smile. You're <laughs> just rocking it here. So when someone comes to the booth here at McGraw-Hill, what are they going to see? Well, they're absolutely going to see authors because they're all over the place and they're excited to be here with us, which I think is a fun opportunity to be able to meet the person that yep. is putting the content together. They're going to see a lot of the members of the McGraw-Hill team that are responsible for making these products happen as well, which yep. is very fun. Um, and they're going to also see new things, right? So we have a lot of new things with the Practice Atlas. We have some updates happening with APR and just all kinds of great things. So we're going to focus on that. And then, not to mention some great in-booth presentations that talk about needs that we've heard from instructors for the past couple of years. Yes. Um, you know, if you don't have pre- pre- no prerequisite, no problem, for example, um, as well as, you know, if you want to take your AMP course online, that tends to be kind of a nervous thing for people, and they feel like they're starting from scratch, and you don't really have to. So we know a lot of great instructors that have done this before and are more than happy to provide some of their best practices or some of the... I was just joking with someone. I said, you know, Steve Souls, and will say, I need to apologize to my first-year students because I've learned a lot. So he's really well, honest. And it's funny, Chrissy, you mentioned authors. So we have Terry Martin is in booth right now. Uh, we have Jason LaPrey from the Gunstream brand. He's in the booth right now. We have Todd Chopi is here in the booth. Uh, it's almost like we're having people come in all over left and right. It's actually great. Christine Eckel, I saw her floating around, and Valerie Dino Lachlan, Kyla Ross. I mean, what a lineup of authors all over the place. And just to name a few that are around in the booth right now. So come see us. We're uh, happy to see you. And also, the thing we're going to be giving away an iWatch and an iPad. So the sessions that Chrissy mentioned uh, that we'll be doing in, during the booth exhibit times, uh, we're actually going to be raffling off chances to win those. And uh, we like to have fun here at the McGraw-Hill booth. So we're going to have some puzzles for you to do at the end and a Jenga game and all sorts of fun. But Chrissy, I want to thank you for doing such a great job at the booth. Love the smile. And definitely come see Chrissy. She's also involved in market development. So she does a lot of research for our team on needs that instructors and students have. So definitely look Chrissy up. And we'll uh, have a lot of fun here at Hatch. Yeah, I always have lots of questions, so I'm not shy. And they're great questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chrissy, Thanks we'll too. see you later. You Be bet. good. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here with Robin McFarland out from California. Robin, great seeing you. It's so great to see you, Jim. I look forward to every time I get a chance to see you. 
Now, Robin is one of our authors, so she actually works on the Salad and Essentials. You've done some work on the anatomy book. I have. And then you also have your own lab manual, right? That's right, with Eric Weiss. It's great, it's great. So tell me, why do you love hacks? I love Habs for many reasons, but one of the reasons is because of the quality of the people. And I was just thinking about this. People care about teaching and learning. And I'm so happy to be among my folks here. That is so true. And you know what? You and I go back a long way. Jim and I go back a long way. Which is good. Um, We love helping students. And we are both committed to students. And that's one of the reasons I love being an author for McGraw Hill. Because they care about teaching. Yeah, and that's a unique thing, too. So Robin's in the classroom. Um, I remember a number of years ago when I went to go visit you, I was actually on campus. It was so beautiful and sunny, and I said, I can't believe I'm working. <laughs> I can't believe it, I'm working. It is a beautiful place it on the Monterey Bay. So with critical thinking, I know that's a, a buzzword today. With critical thinking, what is the trick to that? Like, why is it so important? Well, I talk to my colleagues who teach nursing, the nursing programs, PA programs. They want students who know how to problem solve. And so they don't want students who just have a bunch of facts crammed into their head. They want somebody who can come into a situation and actually apply skills to thinking about how to solve it. You want somebody, you want a healthcare professional who can actually do the thing. Yep. Uh, so they want critical thinking. Yeah, so I was just talking about that with Krista Rumpolsky. Right. I know you know Krista. Yeah. And yes. uh, we were talking back and forth just about anatomy and physiology professors. Yeah. And I said there's a no more committed group of people because they know that they're teaching people they're going to take care of themselves today. And that hits exactly what you just said. Right. Critical thinking. It's about, yeah, and it's, it is challenging, but I think there are so many more tools now right. to help us with that. Yeah, and it's funny, I uh, had a professor on the show a couple weeks ago, and he was joking. He said, I had to go in for an ER visit, just kind of a routine thing, and he said he was looking up at the nurse, and he said, oh, shoot, she was one of the C students. Oh, my oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> he was joking. She was actually I, But every time I go to the doctor in my community, or my colleagues there, all of us have healthcare professionals who we taught. Right. So, it's just a bizarre, right? Yeah. It's amazing. And it's great because they're out there serving our community and they're making a living that can sustain themselves and their family. Yep. They're serving others. Yeah, and great. they're really applying that knowledge. So, Fantastic. Well, Robin, thank you for being on the show today. And I I'm looking love forward being on to... the show. I did want to see Moon River. You can, you can. no, that's okay. It's all right. I'll let it go this time. Next but, time. Jim, so great to see you. Thank you so much. Yeah, let's keep having fun and have. Yes. Yeah.